Florida Gamers Podcast. I am your host, the Silverback Senpai, and joining me is our guest, Disco Dude. What's going on, y'all? How's it going? Is there... Waluigi isn't here with us today, unfortunately, but he is here with us in spirit, and I got to fix that camera because there's... It's not showing more of you. Oh, no, it's all good, man. It's showing more of... What camera am I looking at, if I have this to? One. That one? Okay. Yeah, because I want to make sure that you look good on it. Oh, my dog. Good looks, good looks. I try, man, I try. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I love the setup you got here, for real. It's really nice. Hey, Joy-Con, what is going on? Is that that boy? Yes, Yo, sir. Let's go, Joy-Con. <laughs> Hell yeah. What is going on, Joy-Con? All right. This episode of the podcast is going to be on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor for our audio-only listeners. And, of course, the video playback is going to be available on Twitch, YouTube, and Facebook, of course, once the stream is over, if you missed out on anything. So, that being said... Disco dude, welcome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Glad to be here, man. Yeah, man. So, as our usual tradition that we have, we always ask our guests, "What is it that brought them into gaming? Like, what did okay. like? We want to hear your origin story, like from the very beginning up until now. Like, give us your origin story on what is it that got you into gaming? Okay, so. I would say it first started with the Game Boy back when I was, I'd say, three years old. I had a Game Boy Color. Right. To my memory, that was the first ever, like, console I ever had. My dad, growing up, also loved video games. And my mom, to an extent, her favorite is, like, Sonic the Hedgehog. She always said she was really good at it, the whole thing. So they got me into, like, video games when I was, like, three years old. And then from there, I went to, like, the Game Boy Advance. And then I got a PS2. First game on that was Gran Turismo. You know Gran Turismo. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I believe. So yeah. just like the racing simulator kind of games, and I loved it as a kid. And yeah, no, just throughout my life, I've always just kind of kept up with it. And I didn't really start truly understanding what video games had to offer and exploring up until about, I would say even like three, four years ago, to tell you the truth. So I just like, how would I say? Oh, bring the mic a little bit closer. A to little you. closer, sure, sure, sure. This is better. A little bit more. A little bit more. Better. A little bit more. A little bit more. Yeah. All right. Okay. Cool. 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 Um, I'll just turn up the gain on you. So. You go. Okay. So yeah, no, like, let's see. It's when, like I said, three, four years ago is when I started to understand what genres were, what different genres had to offer, and just kind of starting to diversify my pool. So right. it's what I played. Like, for example, from elementary school to, like, let's go to middle school. So, fir first through fifth. Let's do first through fifth. All right. I played a lot of games, like, say, Sly Cooper. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. Classic. Classic, uh, yeah. Crash Bandicoot, another classic. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of superhero games. Spider-Man 2 on the PS2. Oh, Incredible yeah. Hulk Ultimate Destruction. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is, that is yeah. a classic oh one. My oh, gosh. yeah. That is classic. I yes. love that game. Yes, that absolutely. was the one game on the PS2 where, like, yo, I could literally just go around and just fuck e everything up. Like, just destroy buildings. Dude, yes. And it was on the PS2. Like, we didn't get a game like that maybe on the PS3. or But some of the superhero games, it's like... You couldn't destroy much. You couldn't do much. It was like, yeah. you gave us this level. 
back in the PS2 era. Why couldn't we have it on the PS3 and furthermore? Dude, tell me about it. Not like, because, okay, so speaking of Incredible Hulk, Ultimate Destruction, do you remember the Hulk game that was licensed with the movie? I don't know if you remember it. No. Okay, so it was a level, it, you know, it was level-based game where you go through levels, and you either play it as Hulk or Bruce Banner. Right. Hulk stages where you fight enemies. Not so much destruction. Yeah, you took apart parts of the stage, and you hit enemies kind of deal. And it was kind of cool in its regard. And then the Bruce Banner stages were stealth stages where you don't, you're, you're infiltra- infiltrating a base full of, like, soldiers who just absolutely beat your ass no qualms so you had to rely on stealth and learning how to navigate through the level and the whole thing it was cool for its own concept it was actually one of my favorite superhero games but then ultimate destruction came out oh yeah and i was just like oh cool a new whole game and i'm thinking this is gonna be level based and i'm like wait i can run around the city yes and then all of a sudden i pick up a car ripped it in half and it just turned into a bunch of steel fists and i lost it after that moment i fell in love with the game and I will always have a treasure in my heart. Yeah, that was one of the best superhero games that was on the PS2 era, PS2, GameCube. I think it was on Xbox as well. If I'm not too mis, if I'm I not think it was sure. on Xbox too. Yeah, I have. I actually have a GameCube emulator, and I have it downloaded. I'm just waiting to like get a proper controller so I can play it. Cause yeah. I want to get like one of those that you just like. Bluetooth, but they're on the side, so it kind of right. plays like a switch. That's what I'm trying to get, but eh, that'll come in due time. So yeah, that was uh, that was like elementary school, I would say. Middle school is when I got introduced to like Call of Duty, mm-hmm. and so you know the classic M- MW2. Oh, you know, me with the boys. Yes, it sir. gets toxic, man. Yes, it yes. gets so toxic. Oh god, bro, I, I was there. I, I was there throughout the whole thing yeah. when Modern Warfare Two was. A thing and mm-hmm. bro, like late night, whether you were on the PlayStation 3 or the Xbox 360, you're just up there late at night with your boys up until two, three, four o'clock in the morning, yep. just either playing Search and Destroy, Team Deathmatch, or Ground War. Ground War, yeah. In case you got a real big party, yeah. Um, yeah, Modern Warfare 2 was really sick. It's still one of my favorite Call of Duties, you know, for this time. I think it just like, apart from noob tubing. You know, because, yeah, it's a strategy, but, like, bro, come on. You just press one button. At least with other <laughs> guns, you have to press another button. You yeah. know, L2 or left trigger or left bumper. Which one is it for Xbox? It was um left bump, right bumper or left bumper for one of them. Okay. I know on Xbox, it was the triggers, and then you also had the, the bumpers. in the back. Yeah. Yeah, because oh, yeah, the, the PS4, Xbox One generation, they flipped it. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I would play with my boys, and oh, man, I would get so heated at that game. I would get so heated. Because I always get noob to, man. Yeah. One-man <laughs> army, bro. Noob to one-man army. It was horrible. Bro, and, <laughs> and the worst part is usually when you get killed by noob tube, and you're like, where the hell? Like, where the fuck did where I get it yeah, from? Bro. And then you just see someone in the kill count just launch it up, and then it just goes all in. I'm like, are you? Toxic. Are you? I'm like, bro, are you shitting me? <laughs> Yep, so I played a little bit of, like, COD. Um, I didn't really play much of anything else in middle school. Yeah, I always had, like, my throwback games. Mm-hmm. The Infamous games. You know about those? Yes! Yeah. I loved Infamous 1 and Cole Infamous McGrath, 2. Baby. Yes. Yep, the Infamous games will forever be goaded yes. in my book. If you haven't played them, please play oh, the yeah, Infamous games. For the love of God. PS Now, I think, they have it where you can stream it. 
Second Son is cheap as hell. They throw that on discount. It was free at one point. I highly recommend playing that series. 100%. Oh, yeah. Um, and, yeah, high school, it was also, like, a little bit more Call of Duty, but I started to dabble with other things. It's not until I reached college right. that I was like, okay, now I'm starting to see what else in, in the video game world there is. So that's when I started, you know, uh, to, like, JRPGs. I always love turn-based RPGs like Pokemon. You know, Same here. Yeah, you can't go wrong. You know, it's Pokemon. Yeah. Like everyone, everyone's Pikachu to to people who don't play Pokemon. Oh yeah. So <laughs> because it's the most iconic um, character throughout the series. Yeah, exactly. So like you show like a eighty year old grandma, great grandma, who says Pikachu. It's like all right, grandma. All right, but you know what? <laughs> they understand that it's a Pokemon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, some turn-based JRPGs, some strategy games. I didn't really play many. Uh, I would say like Tropico Five is really fun, really good strategy game. What else? The rest of them, I play mostly single player games, to be honest with you. Like now, obviously I play the Persona games. Like my first one was Five. I got that, that was mine too. I, uh, ironically. Yeah, I yeah, know it's like the perfect game to like get into the series too. I was with my boys in Tallahassee. Music wise, I listened to like in the name of disco yeah funk jazz all of that kind of stuff my friend uh jordan sizzler lives up in tallahassee and he goes uh it's like yo i think you like the persona ost like for persona 5 i'm like yeah he's like yeah it's like it's a lot of the music you listen to so i said okay i didn't actually give it a listen i was just like all right you know what i'll keep it in the back of my mind and then persona 5 was for ten dollars on the playstation store mm-hmm. my friend goes that's a steal get it i get it changed fucking everything Everything changed from there. The game just blew me away with just the amount of details, the art, the music, the story. It's it's just overall concept. It's 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 a beautiful game. Oh yeah, beautiful. Yeah, like when I got into Persona Five, like I was like, I don't know what this game is, but everyone is singing high praises about mm-hmm. this game. So I was just like, all right, you know what? Fine, I'll bite the bullet. I'll try Persona Five, and the first, I would say. Um, I forgot the, the the gym teacher. I forgot his name or whatnot. Kamashita. Kamashita, yeah, yeah. That dude. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I was like, okay. Like, once I got past him, I'm like, okay, now I'm, you know, mm-hmm. now my interest is getting a lot bigger and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then when I moved from Kamoshido to um the other guy to get um, Yusuke. Yeah, Madarame. Madarame. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, now I'm really liking mm-hmm. this. Yeah, and good. then and then it just completely took off mm-hmm. as I got the next character and the next character and the next because now I'm interested in the story. I'm like, where is this going to keep going? Because this is good. Like, not only I'm playing the game, but I'm enjoying this story of this game, mm-hmm. and it's keeping me very hooked into yeah. it. Yeah, and not to mention just, like, the fighting is just straight-up orgasmic, bro. Yeah. Like, the style that it has, I think, like, compared to the other Persona games, so I've played four, played a little bit of three. I'm actually playing two right now, and I love two. It's so different from what it is now. Like, what it is now is, I would say, the base of Persona 3 just expanded. Mm-hmm. But Persona 2 is very different. Amazing game as well. Wonderful. But, yeah, like, Persona 5 is just, I think, what Atlas always wanted Persona to be right. in regards to, like, its direction, where it goes, and how it presents itself. Yeah. So, I think from here they could only like really move up 
which is a good thing. Yeah. And they at least have a concept that no, it works. It sells well, which sells well means we get more games. Exactly. And hopefully we get a new Persona fighting game because I haven't played Ultimax and I'm dying to play it. But, ah. but a new Persona fighting game would be pretty tight. Yes. I'm not going to lie. Yes, I agree. So mm-hmm. Joy-Con in the, um, in the chat on Twitch um, told me I, I need to hit you with the um, fuck, Mary kill. What does that mean? Wait, wait, wait. The yeah. Fuck Mary Kill. Oh. Yeah, because I hit him with oh, it last, my last week, so <laughs> I got to hit you with it. All right, All right, so fuck, Mary Kill. Tei Takemi, Sadeo Kawakami, and Sai Nijima. Fuck, Mary Kill. Sai Nijima, Mary. Mm hmm. That's so hard. <laughs> That's so hard. <laughs> because I love them all. I've always had like a thing for like, you know, goth chicks. Yeah, exactly. Yep. where Takemi comes, but Kawamami, man. I know. Kawamami, man. Like, she <laughs> built different, bro. Yes. She, she got them, te- you know, that teacher vibes. And, oh, bro. <laughs> Definitely Sai I would marry because I know she would just be 100% loyal, committed to the end. That's just her character. Yeah. You know, she's a very devoted person. She's driven to be successful. I'll take it. To fuck? I don't... You know what? I'll take Takemi. I feel like she's a little bit more of a freak in bed, straight up. Just, like, considering the characters. Mm-hmm. And then... Kill Kawamami. But, Damn! But, but it's so tough, because no matter what, like, there's all, something's always gonna be flawed. Yeah. Expect, like, for the kill part. Yeah. So, damn you, Joy-Con. <laughs> Give me, it's, it's currently 9.47. I'm already in pain. Joy-Con <laughs> <laughs> says, I know... <laughs> Because um, last week he he killed off um, Sai Nijima. Damn. Okay. He he, he married um, Tetsukami and then he fucked um, Kaw, uh, Kawakami. For me, I marry Sai Nijima. Good man. I'm fucking um, um, Kawakami and then I had to kill off um, Tetsukami. You know what? Like The thing is, when you think about it, those are three different answers, but none of them are wrong. None of them are wrong. Yeah. Like, they, they're just all great characters, and they're all hot, too. Like, exactly. That's the worst part. <laughs> it's like, damn. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Like, that game, Persona 5, is just like, you wanted to keep going because you want to see to the end, end of it because it's like you're literally mm-hmm. watching an anime episode just happening, and mm-hmm. you're just, like, hooked into it. Yeah. Because of the characters, the relationship that the main character have with everybody else, and you just want to see where is this going to keep going because I I'm in it for the full ride. Yes, I, I want to see the big the big end. And oh, I had a big ending. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it did. You played a uh, royal as well. I didn't. You didn't. Oh my dog. Everyone's telling me to play royal, but it's just like man. It's, I think I, it's like twenty five bucks right now in the PlayStation Store. It's gonna be one of those games that's gonna be my backlog that I'm going to play later down in line because okay. I, I got a shit ton of backlogs I gotta go through. So. That's fair. You at least played Vanilla Five, so yeah. you're at least good. But man, Royal, man, but, let me tell you, I've never played a game where they just do one slightly different thing, and it's like playing the end has made me cry both times. I swear to God, I cried the first time I played Persona Five. I cried because one, it ended. And two, because it had such, like, a wholesome ending when you do the true ending. Yeah. And three, it was very, like, just straight up badass, like, how it happened. Like, 
Should I just... Yeah, the game's... You know what? The game's five years old. All right. Yeah. Shooting God in the face was pretty dope. Yes. It, it was pretty dope. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Joker just pulled out the blicky and just dropped them in the face. <laughs> he just dropped them in the face, bro. It was the most gangster shit ever. And that's actually how I started playing uh, Joker in Smash. I actually used to hate Joker. Straight up, before I played Persona 5, I uh, played... I was in Tallahassee during the time mm-hmm. before playing the game. And I played DDD. Right. And then I go up against uh, his tags Noir, and he used to play Joker at that time. Very good player, very smart, great coach. And um, and what's it called? And he destroyed me, like eviscerated me, because I'm used to being the second Harry's character. So I'm like, right, I'm at like 120. I ain't gonna die to nothing. Or send back here. Yeah. <laughs> and I died. I was like, what the fuck? And I hated everything about the character. I was like, this guy is corny. What is he, a high school character doing it in <laughs> Smash? I'm like, what is this? And then I played Persona, and I'm like, I see the light. Saw the light, bro. And yeah, ever since then, I've just been playing the character. Oh, yeah. <sighs> so with your experience in gaming, uh, what are you currently playing now? The Yakuza series, bro. Uh, I've Full heard vouch. S- Full vouch. I've heard so many good things about the Yakuza series. Everyone's telling me, yo, you should definitely get on Yakuza. It's really good. Dude, you would love it. You would straight up love the yakuza games like i started off with kiwami it was three years ago as a download for playstation plus i downloaded i'm like and this game seems like kind of tacky i'm like all right you know it's like i think it look you can tell it's like a niche thing yeah so i was like i don't know my cousin's like yo you'll get in like you'll like it and the whole thing i'm like all right i'll i'll have it in my library and if i want to download and play one day i'll do it. it took me like two years like maybe even three years to go oh you know i'll give it a try one of the best decisions I ever made. One of the best decisions I ever made. Right now, I'm on Yakuza 4. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just beat... I beat Kiwami. I beat Yakuza 0, which is the prequel to Kiwami. Amazing game as well. Uh, then Kiwami 2. Yakuza 3. Forewarning. When you, if you ever play the Yakuza series and get to that part, like that game, Yakuza 3, do not play the game on hard. Because it's just obnoxious. <laughs> because it's it, it's a it's a it's like in a way it's a brawl it's a game all you do is brawl like you literally run around the street and some guy goes hey yo I like your jacket let's fight and that's it <laughs> like straight up and then and then it's you it's one on four you beat the shit out of them like you literally dr- like slam a bike on them oh like man. a bicycle it's crazy yeah and then they go like hey I'm sorry you're pretty cool here's twenty thousand yen. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> dude, the game is like so out there. And the funniest thing is, I don't think I think it was up until like, I think Kiwami Two, where it was like, they will start like, actually having like they will describe what you're getting in a very like specific but weird way. Like it was randomly generated. It was randomly generated. Like, um, how would I say it? God, my my English is um, is flawed right now. But it will, so say, for example, you beat the shit out of four guys, right? Right. They give you 20K yen. And they'll be like, oh, here's a cool 20,000 yen. Or here's a well-made, like, item. And so it'd just be <laughs> randomly generated. So you just, you don't know what you're getting. You just look and you're like, that sounds, like, oddly satisfying. I'm glad I beat the shit out of these guys. But what the fuck just happened? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, and then in Yakuza 0, so... It always works as like an XP system, but in what they did for Zero was whenever you hit enemies and you defeat enemies, you get money from that. 
And I'm talking like when the moment you punch a guy, like a shit ton of money is flying around. Wow. For absolutely no reason. And you use that money to upgrade. And then there's his character that you're going to learn to more than likely love because he's a fan favorite, Gormajima. He's mm-hmm. that dude. He's got three different fighting styles. He's got his own, like, kind of very neutral passive style. Mm-hmm. Then he break dances. <laughs> and then he goes to town with a bat, the baseball bat. And he's only got one eye. Wow. And when I say he goes to town, it is absolutely crazy. He uses a baseball bat like if it was a nunchuck, bro. He straight <laughs> up, dude, he's got this one combo. One combo is you just press square over and over. Right. And he just starts swinging it, bro. Like, literally switching arm to arm. And it's like flipping, hitting the guy. And it's absolutely bonkers. Absolutely bonkers. Okay, I definitely got to get into you. Please. I, I, I got to start buying them all up and just be like, all right, I'm going to take the time to just play these games and enjoy them so that way I can get into the hype of it because if people told me the gospel of Persona 5 to the point where it's like, bro, this shit is good. This is a good-ass game. Like, mm-hmm. I'm thinking, okay, it's just going to be a corny, cheesy JRPG. I was like, no. Nah, and the story's actually good, too. Yeah. Like, Yakuza's story actually has, like, a well-written, thought-out, fleshed story. Like, even 3, for example, where I'll tell you, the me- I thought the fighting mechanics of that game sucked because even if, like, you properly punish your opponent and you're trying to get a combo going, they just immediately block again. And then there's you barely have any tools to break the block. And then grabbing, yeah, that works, like, maybe once, but moves stale when you fight. So you actually have to mix it up. But, yeah, the story in Yakuza 3 was fucking amazing. And that's what, like, drove me to finish the game. Because I straight up just, like, hated fighting in that game. I just, I couldn't stand it. I'll be real. I'm like, man, I got to fight again. Final boss was cake. Actually yeah. cake. And I was like, hey, I hate this. It's the most Yakuza thing to happen. Give me, give me five guys who are, like, super hard to fight for absolutely no reason. Yeah. But the final boss is an absolute cakewalk. <laughs> but yeah, I vouch, bro. And the, good, the, good, the best part is, too, is that they throw very good sales on it. Yeah, very good. I, I see that a lot on the PlayStation mm-hmm. Store where if there's like a either I think it Bandai Namco sale or a JRPG sale, I'm always seeing Yakuza, I'm always seeing Persona, mm-hmm. and I was like, eh, I'll get it another time. Eh, I'll get it another time. Yeah, but, eventually I'm gonna get it. Yeah, no, no, no. That's that's how I do, man. To be honest with you, like I uh, I very rarely buy video games full price. Yeah, very very rarely. The only few games were Kingdom Hearts 3 because that took 14 fucking years to come out <sighs> and I'm like all right this is the last game like the ending better be a banger cliffhanger they didn't want oh, they didn't want to end it I they didn't want to end it they knew it was gonna sell piece of shit <laughs> bro when I got the game like I, myself like many other people who play Kingdom Hearts especially for me back in my high school I'm years like after two and beating two, and I was like, yo, I cannot wait for three. I cannot wait mm-hmm. for, like, the hype is going to be real for it. And then you wait a couple of years, and it doesn't come out on PS3. Is Kingdom Hearts going to come? Oh, it's still in development. And then finally, <laughs> in 2015, E3 2015, we finally get a trailer of um, Kingdom Hearts 3. Yes. Mm-hmm. And then, the, the, and then oh, we're going to, you know, delay it. We're still going to. Drag it on out. That took another, what, like two years, I think? Yeah, and then finally it drops. I think it came out in, I believe, 2018? 
2018. Yeah. 2018, I, 2019. Yeah, early 2018. I'm happy. I'm excited. I played a game. I'm enjoying it. And then halfway through, I'm just like, what the fuck? And then all the way to the <laughs> end. What the f- Yeah. Yeah, exactly. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah, like, I was like, bro, I felt cheated as fuck. Like, this is, this is, this is what y'all giving me. A cliffhanger. And then, of course, oh, there's also going to be DLC that's going to be attached to the story. I was like, motherfucker. I'm like, I'm one of those guys that wanted to see the end. Like, I want to see the end because it's been so long. Like, finish the game strong, give it a really good ending, and that's that. Move on to another new project. Mm -hmm. Because if you look at the story of Kingdom Hearts and all the other games that they have scattered on so many different platforms, you're just like... It's it's almost in, like before the collection came out. I would say it was almost impossible. You had to shell out arguably hundreds of dollars because you would have to buy retro consoles, yeah, or at least emulate it. Assuming you had a good PC or like a phone, but now I wouldn't even say phone back then. It'd be a PC, right? You had to emulate it, dude. Tell me about it. Like Kingdom Hearts two. Actually, the first time I played that game was when I was in elementary school. Mm-hmm. It was the first time I played it. And of course, I didn't understand jack shit. Yeah. I'm like, whoa, cool guy with key. <laughs> Hack and slash. I thought it was the coolest shit ever. And uh, yeah, and after that, I played uh, 358 Days Over 2. I mm-hmm. think it's 358, right? Yeah, 358 Days. Yeah, I played that one. That was one of oh, the few games that made me cry. Very, very good ending. Um, then I played... There's Birth by Sleep. Yeah, I played Birth by Sleep, but I played it with the collection when they did the 1.5, mm-hmm. and then I played the 2.5, and then I got the full bundle. So Birth by Sleep was also amazing. Yeah. I, I love Birth by Sleep, like, tremendously. At first, it took me a little bit to, like, get into, because it was very different combat style. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me, but, uh, oh, man, shit was tight. Yeah. Birth by Sleep between, was good. Between the three characters and, like, Seeing how they all follow different paths, but all intertwines into one place, and then those three different paths end up like just fucking up everything down yeah. the line. It was absolutely crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And then of course you also have Dream Drop Distance, where they released it on I think the DS. Yeah, it was a 3DS game. Yep. Yeah, and I'm just like, PS3 could use some love. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. And then, of course, all right, we'll give you guys the HD collection of all the Kingdom Hearts games that we put into different platforms, like the Game Boy, like um, the one with the the card. Chain of Memories. Yeah, Chain of Memories on the Game Boy. And I'm just like, the fuck is this? Mm -hmm. I'm like, the fuck is this? <laughs> that was horrible. I like played it for like ten minutes. I said I hate this shit. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah. I was like, I'm just gonna YouTube the story. Have I, someone break it down. That's exactly me, what I did. I just, YouTube, I just YouTube the story. I'm like, I'm I'm not putting myself through this like mm-hmm. torture because it's like, I don't know what the hell. I don't know what the hell Tetsuya Norma was thinking, changing up the style, like the gameplay style of the game. But one, two, it worked. Mm-hmm. Dream Drop Distance, it worked. Birth by Sleep? Birth by Sleep, it worked. It, it worked. 350 Days Over 2, it, it worked. worked. Yeah. <laughs> so stick to that. Don't change the shit. Like, leave it the way it is. Mm-hmm. You can improve it, make it better, you know, make it more inter- um, interesting. But don't drastically change it. And then with Kingdom Hearts 3, like, 
one of the most annoying things I got tired of, and okay. then of course they finally made an update where you can finally turn it off. Is those um interaction rides? Yeah, they were cool for five minutes. Yeah, I was like, oh cool, I'm on a Disney ride. Whee! And then I'm like, wait, this is kind of broken. Yeah, <laughs> it's a little too broken. It's kind yeah. of busted. Yeah, I was like, okay, this is this is getting tiring. Is there a way to just turn this shit off? And then the dry forms, which are completely different, I'm just like are completely different. Yeah, They're not yeah. like how it was in Kingdom Hearts 2. I'm just like, can I have that? Mm-hmm. Like, that was a lot better. I enjoyed that more mm-hmm. because at least it gave you the incentive of, okay, if I want to get the stronger version of Wisdom, Valor, Master, and Final, I have to not only use those forms, but level those up so mm-hmm. that way I can get the maximum benefit. Precisely. And then now it's just like, oh, now beat the shit out of him. Hey, <laughs> you immediately leveled up. Oh, hey, you beat the shit out of him again. Oh, cool. Now you got yo-yos. Which yeah. I personally, I, I thought the design was cool, mm-hmm. you know, but I would definitely prefer that. Yeah. Way, you know, like the li- limit form, Valor, just like actually leveling them up. Yeah. And just getting the benefits. Yeah. And to this day, I will still say that Kingdom Hearts 2 was the highest pinnacle of Kingdom Hearts games. Three. What the f- what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, I agree. I agree. And actually, I really liked how Kingdom Hearts 3 played, despite some of his flaws like that. I thought, like, mechanically, it worked really well. Yeah. It was, I thought it was beautiful. It was fun. It was faster. Yeah. Which is what I liked the most out yeah. of it. I, 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 I love mashing Kingdom Hearts games. It, yeah. It's not up until I played Critical Mode, level one, Kingdom Key only, that I was like, all right, I can't mash. <laughs> yeah. I was like, all right, I can't mash. Think. I'm going to die. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, like, but apart from all of that, it was just, dude, like you said, what the fuck? Man? Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Why, why, why did they give it that ending? Yeah. Like, out of everything. And then not to mention, no one's going to understand, like, the, so you remember the epilogue when it had that one person in the robes? Yeah. Who, like, was in, what was in Shibuya, right? They were in Shibuya, and they look at the moon, and they make the heart, the whole thing. Yeah. Dog. One, no one actually knows who, who that is. But to even get an idea, you had to play the fucking mobile game, bro. Then this Union Key. Yeah, this Union Key, which was originally Japanese only. Wow. And, and then they had to port it and dub it. Being a sub it, excuse me. To uh, America. And they're still expanding on the game. <laughs> they still are. It's like, guys, please. I'm, I'm, I just wanted to end... Like, in, in this game, in, in, in the series, start on something new. Tetsuya Norma, just just stop. Yeah, please. At this just point, stop. it's just kind of getting milked. Yeah. And I love this series to death, but it's kind of getting milked. Like, we're also getting a TV show, which I totally forgot about. You remember that? Yeah. No, I did not. Yeah, we're getting a Kingdom Hearts TV show. This was announced, like, last year. And I was like, bro, what the fuck? Not gonna lie, if they made a Kingdom Hearts anime, I would watch it. Yeah, I'd watch it. I would it. watch it. I would love to see like Xemnas, like actually like looking like an anime character. Yeah. Apart from the video games, of course. I mean, it's fucking Japan, and just like just all this absolute crazy artwork, which I think would have great potential. But no, it's gonna be some fucking TV show. Uh, I'm like, bro. And I also hated the fact that since we're still on the topic of Kingdom yeah. Hearts three, I also hated the fact that when it came to Xemnas. Um, the other Ansem, and then um, Xehanort, the younger Xehanort, like the mm-hmm. final fight with those guys was just fucking cakewalk. And I'm just like, 
these motherfuckers put me through stress in other yeah. games. And the other guy, um, Marluxia. Oh, Marluxia. Fighting him. Oh, Mar- Marluxia's just a cocksucker, bro. Yeah. Like, <laughs> but fighting three. But on three, he was just cakewalk. I'm like, what? I'm like, okay, why am I beating these guys so easily when other games, they were a bitch to beat? Like, I'm expecting high-level, high-difficulty-style boss fights with these guys. And this is what I'm getting. I'm like, oh, this is fucking trash. Oh, no. The best one is... So it's when you fight up against uh, I forgot I says nobody is this Sai or Saiax S A I X with two dots on the I Oh you know Sa- yeah yeah I know you talking yeah, about yeah yeah I, I, the guy with the um, big hammer blade looking weapon Do you know how I beat that fight How All you do is fly around Literally all you do is glide around in a circle where he can't reach you because Roxas and uh, Zion can't fucking die and so all they do is beat him for you. Wow. I did not know that because yeah. I fought him. That's all you do is glide around a circle. Because the first time I'm like, uh, when I did my run on the critical, you know, whole thing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, you know what? I, I overcommitted these times. And I'm like, wait a minute. And I noticed something. I'm like, Roxas doesn't die. He, like, I literally saw this man get comboed with like a fraction of health. I'm like, he didn't die. So I kind of started flying around. <laughs> and I just kept observing his health bar and it just kept diminishing and then I look at Roxas and Zeons and it doesn't they don't die and they beat it for me wow it, it, it was like a two minute boss fight of me just flying around the circle and the, and the guy was just going huh, huh, like pounding his giant hammer all around the stage and I was like that's cool man if only like you could actually reach me <laughs> and like keep up too it was just that was probably like the worst boss I've ever fought. Like straight up, yeah. if you, there's a boss where you have companions that don't die and they do the work for you, all you gotta do is hold the circle button and rotate a stick around the stage. Like dog. <laughs> King Mars too. He was a pain in the ass to beat. Oh yeah, he was. It was. Oh my gosh, horrible. Yeah. Horrible. Especially on a more difficult mm-hmm. difficulty, he was a bitch to beat. And then you play him in Kingdom Hearts 3, you're just like, wow. He's baby. Yeah. He's straight baby. Yep. I'm just like, wow, they completely just... Wow. Now I have a different perspective on these characters that I remember back in previous games that were a bitch to beat. You play it in Kingdom Hearts 3, it's just like, oh, just completely cakewalk. Mm. That, was my, that was another huge disappointment for me for Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Yeah. Still love the series, though, forever. Yeah. Always will. I have a. I have to paint it black, but for not this Halloween, two Halloweens ago. Right. I um, cosplayed as Roxas. Ah. Roxas actress. I wasn't like full, but I had I had this all black shirt with just a hood on, and I took black pants and like the most blacked out shoes I got, and I had the Oblivion. And I was just strutting around. Nice. Yep, bro. When I it was actually um, for Smash we had bracket on Halloween, and so you know everyone came, you know. Dressed as their characters, but you know, some like they actually went out. Others were just like you know, college low budget kind of deal. But you, yeah. you know, you could get the concept, and it was cool. Yeah, it was cool. So I fit like right there because the only thing I bought was the Keyblade. Right. And like, it was the attention getter. I was like, "Yo, is that the Oblivion?" And I was like, "Yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir." <laughs> and everyone would just like kind of hold it and like swing it around a little bit, and I'm like, "Yeah, 
Feel the power of darkness. Live in the <laughs> darkness, bro. Live in it. So yeah, I it now. Like after, like I said, I have to paint. I have to black it all out because it's kind of like this silver chrome color, which mm-hmm. isn't the color of the keyblade, but that's right. just how it came. I'm like, all right, so I'm just gonna paint it all black, and it's hanging on my wall. It's low decor. Nice, love it. Yes, man. So tell me, what got you into Smash, or at least in a competitive way? Okay. Um, so years ago, I used to go to this uh, vape shop. It was called University Vape in Davie, mm-hmm. and they had a TV, you know, a Wii U, and Smash, Smash Four specifically. Right. And so I made friends with a few of my guys there. Shout out to Andy and Josh. We were the three who like really got into playing it. Uh, Andy played Samus. Josh at that time played Bayonetta. I've I've heard about how broken she was in Smash Four. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even like play competitively, and I just don't ever want to deal with that ever again. I can't even imagine from like a competitive point. And I played DDD actually. Right. I, I never found a character I was like really comfortable with. And I'm like, DDD, I'm like, okay. You know, I hadn't played the Kirby series at the time. But I'm like, hey, this guy, he's happy. You know, that's how I try to be. Okay. Yeah. And then I was actually like kind of decent with him. And then from there on, like, and he kind of taught me how to play because he used to dabble a little bit in competitive. And then Ultimate came out. And at that point, I was working for that vape shop. Ah. So we bought Ultimate at midnight and we grinded till 7 p.m. I mean, 7 a.m., excuse me, 7 a.m. Because Sheesh. the game comes out on the Tuesday. We had brackets on Wednesday. So we had to grind out to like 7 a.m. just to get all the characters. Mm. So me and my friend, you know, it was fun because we just kind of like dabbled with everyone, you know. Yeah. The whole thing. And I was like, yo, DD's busted. Like, I could actually just buffer stuff and whatnot. I didn't know what buffering meant, but I could just press and hold the button and then did it so oh this is so cool and the whole thing whatever and uh yeah i played ddd and then that's when the three of us decided to play competitive uh andy he stuck with samus josh started playing we fit trainer and from there yeah we would go to tate's we would go to tate's it was on fridays fridays Fridays. i would go after work they we'd all write out Excuse me. And yeah, we just go and have fun. That's how I kind of got into it. Actually, I saw Lau yesterday. We met up for like the first time in like years. This was back when him and I, we used to go at it for Amateur Bracket. Like, I, I think it ended up being like, you know, in total set counts, like tied 1-1 one, one, or 2-1 him. I don't really remember. But uh, yeah, it, we, uh, we reconnected then. But anywho, got into it. <clears throat> and uh, dabbled more, you know, kept going. And then I moved to Tallahassee, and me, new area. I didn't really, you know, I obviously had no friends. Yeah. So I was just like, you know what? I heard there's a smash scene up here. Let me reach out. So I reached out. I made my friends there. And, oh, man, we would have just grind sessions, man. We're, we're up to, like, 3, 4 in the morning grinding. Man. I'm out here grinding with fucking DDD, bro. While everyone else is playing Yoshi, Rob, and all these other good characters. And I'm out here playing a low tier and complaining. <laughs> just straight complaining. And, like, I, could, I can't even, like, imagine how I played back then. And just, like, I see why I got my ass beat. Because I'm trying to become, like, a much more fundamentally sound player. Yeah. But, dude, 
Alright, we were degenerates, bro. Degenerates. And they introduced me to, like, uh, you know, they, sh- they told me about events and we would have, like, gatherings. Like, when we watched uh, Genesis 7, mm-hmm. it was also buy one dozen, get another dozen for a dollar at Krispy Kreme. So we literally bought just two dozens of Krispy Kreme donuts. And we just vibed and watched uh, Genesis. And it was super hype. We've done that. Oh, we used to, you know, drink and party. Also playing Smash. And we will travel to Gainesville and Jacksonville for tournaments. So Gainesville, which they're coming back. Shout out to CAC. Um, Gainesville Stock Exchange. So what's it called? We, I used to go with my friend uh, Bert. His name's Brat. We call him Bert. Bert. And uh, Luigi player. We were just good friends. And he would always go. So I'd be like, hey, can I ride with you? And he's just, sure. So we would just ride with him. And we would go, we'd play. And do you know anything about the Gainesville scene? No. First time <laughs> hearing it. The, the most cursed shit I've ever fucking seen. <laughs> Not, when I mean cursed, I mean cursed. So it was in a lecture hall. So you know how lecture halls is like the desk are like, you know, slanted, all of that. You got the chairs, the whole thing, you know. Yeah. There were like four monitors. And airport can vouch for this. I saw in four in a row Pokemon trainer windscreens. And then at that time, there were three Pac-Man. Pac-Mans, Pac-Man, I don't know how you call it. They were all good. There was Six Master Poet and... uh Got the other gentleman, but I know there was one more. And that same night too, they also had like a projector where they would show the stream. So it was like really cool. It was big, no matter where you were, you can watch it. That's when I saw Duck Hunt smile. You ever seen Duck Hunt really smile? No. He's got human teeth. What? Yeah, Duck Hunt's got human teeth. And Uh seeing just him like smiling, you know, him grinning and laughing with giant human teeth changed everything about how I saw the character. I used to see him like, oh, he's a dog with a dog. This guy's adorable, you know? Like, he's such a cool character, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, the human teeth, seeing him big, you know, nice HD render. (laughs) But when I mean chompers, bro, I mean chompers. Those things were fucking ginormous. And (laughs) and from then on, I, I don't think I ever wanted to see Duck Hunt on a giant screen ever again in my life. (laughs) <laughs> so there was that uh, my f- and then I had my first major in Tallahassee which was Invitational went 0-2 your boy I lost to a gentleman named Frost who was a banjo and I'm like you know I don't have much experience the matchup no big deal and then Q from down here round one knocks out Tachyon Tachyon <laughs> is like I, he's from Jacksonville he's Pikachu Pichu I, I think he's best Pichu in state I'm not too sure about that but I know he's the he's like North Florida PR and I had to fight him in losers round one it was fucking awful <laughs> I, I literally go like alright you know what I lost my round one quality player outfunded whatever and then Tack pulled up and I was like <laughs> I looked and I was just like why I paid like 15 20 dollars for this for this just to get obliterated man just absolutely ah. just, Faded, and then uh, then we had Gainesville. We had Gatorland. Gatorland was another major, and the best part is that one was free. Right. And so it was always high entrance, like always, it was crazy amount of people who show up. 
So I went there and, you know, you're a college student, you can't afford good stuff. So I bought myself a bottle of Evan Williams, super cheap whiskey. Bottle's 13 bucks. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's not there to taste good. It's there to just get you to a point. Your boy went 0-2 again. <laughs> and so I went, well, shit. Looks like I'm drinking a little early. I had a bottle in my bag and a therm, and I would just pour in there. And I was just vibing, just straight vibing through it, during that. And then Jacksonville had another major, which was shell-shocked. And that one I didn't play, and I spectated in. I was like, you know what? I'm just going to drink, vibe, and just, like, coach the homies. Yeah. That's what I did, and it was pretty fun. And, of course, with COVID and everything getting shut down, all of that, there hasn't been a major yet except for Infinity Con, but I couldn't make that, unfortunately. Um, yeah, no, I'm just excited for, like, the next one. CEO. I, I heard we're going to be getting one here in West Palm, UltraCon. Yeah. Which is, like, got me hella hyped because it's an hour away from us. It's perfect. The fact that we get a, a major that's just an hour from us is brazy. So I can't wait for that. And yeah, and like I said, um, I like I had like struggles with Didi just like as a character in the whole thing. And then I played Persona 5 and I'm like, well, I found my new character and it was Joker. And ever since then I've just been playing him and I would practice with Javi, Diavolo, uh, Mineshaft or L2, now he's Mineshaft, Saiyan Medic, we've been grinding for like past like year and a half and yeah ever since then like I've just been trying to improve day by day that's it hey man that's one hell of a story one hell of an origin story of your gaming experience from back then to up until now and who knows we'll see what more happens next when we there's do have there's always more to come oh yeah there's that's always the best more part. there's always more yeah all right, so let's go ahead and get on with our topics. Yeah. All right, so this topic, does Twitch need to be reformed? So this is about, like, the whole, like, hot tub thing going on, right? The hot tub stuff. Um, there's that. Then now there's the ASMR. There's also... Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that. That someone was like... I saw this on Twitter. Yeah. Of all places. I don't know. I don't know. I don't. I honestly don't take Twitter serious. Yeah. I think everyone there's a fucking pansy. And they just need to like chill their shit and just realize there's a whole different world. The moment you look, the moment you look off this screen, there's an entirely different world. Yeah. You just have to like see it. Yeah. And something was like, I think someone was like actually like giving a blowjob on Twitch. They just didn't show it. Mm -hmm. And it was considered ASMR, like Twitch allowed it. I don't know if it's true. I generally don't know, but that's just what I like read. I'm just like, I hate this platform. <laughs> I haven't uh, seen or heard it, but at the same time, it's like, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. Yeah, like, when it comes to Twitch, I don't, I actually don't really like use it that much, ironically. As someone who is also like considered at some point streaming too, I really don't like watch streams that often. Like, I watch like, I have a few players I like to watch, like say MK Leo or Mars. Mars is a trip because he's the most toxic, vile, like Smash personality. He's PGR, <laughs> and you can't say shit because it's Mars. Like he'll JV for you, like free. <laughs> and so, like it's just really, it's really, he's really fun to watch, really cool. Um, but yeah, back to the topic. Uh, yeah, no, that shit's weird, man. Yeah, that shit's weird because I like. 
Twitch is supposed to be a gaming platform. Yeah, literally, that's what it like, started out to be. It's a gaming platform for where people can showcase not only their personalities, but their skills as a gamer. Yeah. To the world, and people can watch. Yeah. And, and of course, you know, you donate money, you, you subscribe, things like that. You know, a, a streaming channel, essentially. Yeah. And hearing all this shit is just bizarre. It's just fucking bizarre. Yeah. You know, like, the whole thing with, like, the hot tub... Me personally, I'm. I will never complain about beautiful women ever in my life. Me neither have I. But I'll be real. When I go to Twitch, sure it'll be. It's it's nice to see like okay, beautiful women. She's playing video games, whatever. But they just straight up are like, just showcasing their body and not like their personality and the content that they're providing. If I want that, I should have watched porn, bro. Yeah. I just watch porn, or I, I you know, I just watch porn. That's it. Yeah. Like. If that's what I want, I just go to that Twitch. I don't know what the, what they're up to with that. I think I think what it is is for right now they just have some like gray areas. Maybe I haven't really read into like yeah. their terms and conditions and things of that nature. Um, but still, it's it's fucking weird that like it can they're still like at least not really even addressed. Have they have they addressed it? Have they like said something about it at least? Well, when the hot tub thing became very. one person doing it then you saw another person doing it and then a whole slew of women creators started to do it on or whatnot to cash in on the new meta as they call it so that's where the hot tub meta came from and with that you just see like you'll just go on twitch and your top streams you'll just see girls in their bikinis in a hot tub yeah because like and I'm and just this like, is, and this is what I mean by like the gray area is that because what they're doing isn't technically, at least from what I know by their books and by their standards, it's not wrong per se. Yeah. Because you know it's not like, yeah, they're in a bikini, whatever. But you go to a fucking beach and it's you know, you take a picture, you can post on Instagram of you in a bikini. It's not gonna yeah, get taken thing. down. You know, you know what I mean. Yeah. And like, I just think that. Some like things like that. It's not even the fact that they shouldn't be promoted per se, or like shouldn't be shown as like the top trending. I think when it shows a trending is because it's what's like being pushed to the top by its algorithm, and it's yeah. just a computer, you know, processing that data and just displaying it. But like that should just straight up be like its own kind of thing. Like I don't know. I yeah. Don't know. It's a it's a very it's a very. Uh, I I need to do a little bit more research on it. Like. Whatever you can tell me, if you got more stuff, I would yeah, love to hear it. It got to the point where they literally gave the hot tub, beaches, and pool stuff their own category. Okay. So they gave them they gave them their own category, their own little section, instead of just being like, no, just get rid of it. Like, mm-hmm. take it away. Because the people who are on Twitch to game to create a healthy, you know, environment where you're not facilitating these kind of behaviors because now you'll have people go to other female streamers and be like, why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? Yeah, essentially like what it's called, the hot tub meta. And that's, that was another thing I was going to like bring about because like 
I was thinking like, you know, if it had like its own thing, and now it apparently has its own thing, but when I think about it, it's also like, but at what point, it's very well more than likely just not going to stop there, you know? Yeah, because they're, they're going to push it further because mm-hmm. you have creators that are going to see what they can do to keep pushing that envelope because, hey, as long as I'm not breaking the terms of service... There's I, technically nothing wrong, yes. Yeah. So, and, But then the creators on the site are seeing what's wrong. It's like, yo, this is going to end badly if you don't correct it now. Yeah. Because you're going to have people harassing other creators who don't do that type of stuff. And that's going to turn them off and start going to another platform where they don't have to deal with that type of stuff. Yeah, because now it's like YouTube's obviously doing it. Even Facebook. Yeah. Facebook has their own gaming thing. Mm-hmm. I know Mixer is like down, right? Like yeah, Mixer's done. done. Yeah. Which was kind of disappointing because Twitch, what it is, is just Twitch needs more competition. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, you just need other people, like other companies, other services to like, just provide better incentives and force Twitch to just be better. Yeah. Because I can't keep track of like everything Twitch has, like controversial stuff. Yeah. But at least like when I like just in the general gist of it, Twitch has been on a lot of sus shit. Yeah. You know, and it, it's weird because they're like the monopoly of streaming. You know, you go there, you can make your bank, you know, just obliged by the terms and conditions. You know, watch what you say, you know, don't be nude. Be in a hot tub, but don't be nude. Yeah, literally. <laughs> Like, like, mm-hmm. like. Let's just say if you're in your house or whatnot, you can't be in your bra and bikini because that's unaccepted. But if you're in a setting where a bra and bikini is allowed and it's perfect for that setting, then it's okay. So that's where the hot tub, the pools, and the beaches streams started to come in because hey, we're not breaking terms of service. We're in our bra and bikini in the correct setting, so it should be fine. And now with the ASMR, it's like, my God. I don't know about that one. (laughs) ASMR in general, just like, it it gives me anxiety for the most part. It really depends. For me, I prefer like white noise, like rain. I love it when it rains. Yeah. You know, things like that. But like ASMR when people like eating, bro, I I don't know how. I I personally. I I, I don't either. To each their own merits. Yeah. Everyone's their own self. You don't pay my bills, so I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to say shit. Me? I don't know, man. Nah. I, I, I watched one video because I had a co who was like, oh, you haven't like heard eating ASMR? And I was like, I, I've heard of it, but I haven't heard it. And she was like, oh, you want to check it out? So I was like, you know what? Sure. I'll check it out. I'll see what it's about. It was horrible. Yeah. I thought it was just a horrible experience. And I just never want to go through that again. And then now, like, what, so what are they doing in regards to, like, ASMR? Like, what is this, con- like, what ASMR are they doing, exactly? Licking the microphone, slurping on stuff. Like, they're literally making it as <laughs> sexual as possible. Oh and one God. of them, one of the creators, one of the creators, um, she goes by the name of Amaranth or whatnot. She was doing, um, you know, ASMR. But she's in her tight legging spandex or whatever whatnot her ass is completely showing and in the shot you can like you don't see like you barely see the microphone mm-hmm. and her just doing whatever sexual noises that she wants but you just see her whole entire ass 
Like, you, that's <laughs> all you see. Bro. Oh, my God. And the, the funny thing is, for years, shit like this has been happening where there was always those, like, streamer chicks who just... They wear the push-up bras, and they have, like, the V-cut shirt, mm. and they have their titties, like, practically popping out. But that was something that was, like, made fun of. You know, that was the, that's, like, the weird thing. It's, like, this was something that was, like... And we call those titty streamers. Yeah, t- there you go, titty streamers, yeah. And, like, I can get why some people would just straight up like that, but to have it just, like... I think Twitch right now, from the data I'm gathering, from what you're telling me, and from what I'm hearing, and you know, putting everything together. Ironically enough, they had a central idea, but the execution in which the concept comes in is too general. Yeah. And I think that's just something like, even if Twitch created its own website, you know, 18 and up, where like, whoever they want, this could be guy, girl, they, them, whoever, they could just be straight fucking nude and stream. If that's your thing, that's your thing, but they could at least like, have a separate website. And nowadays, like, if you you know need proof eighteen and up, you could actually have like whoever's creating the account send their ID over, like a picture of their ID. Like when I used to buy vape products online, unless you had an account in which like everything was set up, you had to send a picture of your ID. Right. And that's something like I think they can do, and I think will benefit both parties. Because I also to an extent don't think it's fair for those who are like doing what they're doing in the hot tub because they're technically not breaking the rules. Yeah. And. They also, like, make a living off what they do. I yeah. just think they need their own shit. Twitch gets their own actual shit, you know, act- what they're supposed to be. Yeah. And I think both parties will be happy that way. Yeah, I agree. And, and, it, and it's Amazon, too. Amazon's got the bread to just open up another domain and just yeah. do it. And they'll make money off it. And even if they don't want to do that, another company could. Even a fucking porn site can do that, honestly. Just porn gaming. And it's not even, like, porn that's being shown while they're gaming. Like, you're not going to be gaming while you're fucking... Uh, well, hey, you know, what? <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, hey. you know what, man? In the world of porn, anything's possible. Yeah, but you know, like porn stars nowadays, like, are starting to become like streamers. Yeah, and, like they they've always like starting to get into video games. They could have like their own platform, like their own site. And yeah, because I, they see where the money's at, and they're just gonna go where the money's at. Yeah, so, exactly. Where the money, where the attention and, is at. And, and if there's no legal disputes or there's nothing illegal, then at the end of the day, who is, you know... It's free real estate. It's free real estate. That's it. So, yeah, nah, it's Twitch is just on some such shit like always. Yeah, um, they... That platform needs to be reformed. Otherwise, it's... it's it's, 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 it's going to be doomed. Because yeah, because at, at what point does it end? Yeah, because there's going to be people that's going to keep pushing it and see what I can get away with for the time being. Mm-hmm. And then it's going to get to the point where it's like, you're like... And it's been said on record that... You have the people at Twitch, like the staff, literally being playing favorites because they're allowing mm-hmm. creators getting away with certain stuff that they don't allow other creators to do. Mm-hmm. Like that's the other problem as well. That's just that's just bad practice. Yeah, you know, like sure it, it brings them the money, but like at the end of the day, it, it hurts the community. Yeah, and like for example, you look at a business, say like you could throw Walmart, big corporation, whatever. You could throw at any company. Yeah. They donate $100,000 to uh, St. Jude's Children's Hospital, as an example, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone outside of Walmart sees that, oh, that's such a nice thing, that's a sweet thing. Jude sees it as, oh, cool, thanks, Walmart, we get money, you know, help us with research, whatever. Walmart just sees it as a cost for marketing, you know. But they have that kind of excuse of, like, 
sounding like a good person as well. Yeah. So like that's kind of also how like it ties in. It's weird, man. I don't know. Twitch just. Yeah, Twitch needs to be reformed before before it's too late. Like, Mm -hmm. if Mixer didn't go away, this would have been the perfect time for Mixer to scoop in. To scoop in and be like, hey, we're not going to treat you how Twitch does it and whatnot. We do right by our creators. We are a gaming streaming platform and gaming streaming only. Mm -hmm. And even if there's like stuff like, you know, there's some people that like to do their own music, um, podcasts, um, Mm -hmm. in real life. But they keep it completely clean and whatnot. Then that would have been a perfect platform for them. That would have been a perfect moment to shine. But of course, I'll talk on Mixer on another subject on another time. Where now would have been a good time for Mixer to take over or whatnot. But you know, yeah. Mixer's no longer. So yeah, we have to hope for YouTube or Facebook. Yeah, we really need like a, a some other independent streaming site, not oh, yeah. something like YouTube where like YouTube makes sense. Yeah, Facebook to an extent makes sense, but Facebook's kind of like semi-obsolete. It's weird. They're like the one ghost that keeps haunting you, but doesn't scare you. Yeah. Like it just shows up and you're like, oh, you're there, okay. But it doesn't haunt you. It's it's really weird. So like we, I think we definitely could use another platform, you know, that is more true to its concept, honest, doesn't play favoritism. Like if yeah. you fuck up, you fuck up. Yeah. Kind of deal. Because, you know, you want to protect your brand and what yeah. your brand, like, you want to protect the, the integrity of your brand at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And it's like, people are start are starting to see that with Twitch, where it's like, y- y'all not protecting y'all brand integrity because you're mm-hmm. allowing certain things to go by. And because, you know, hey, these people are bringing money in. Yeah. They're and bringing they money in. That, but that, that's just them thinking so short term. Yeah. Because in the long term, in reality, Twitch can just... Gaming's a billion-dollar, you know, industry now. Yeah. Like, it's big. It's worldwide. It's something that pretty much everyone does nowadays. Yeah, and it's continually to and, keep growing. And, and it's continuously growing. Like, games back then used to be relatively cheap to make. Now they're expensive as fuck. Like, and it makes it so hard for indie games. That's a whole other conversation. But, like, the point is, is that it's a big industry. And Twitch yeah. can just easily just monopolize. Yeah. And just, like actually be a good platform but when you're a monopoly and there's no competition you can do whatever you want and you're not going to face any repercussions exactly so yeah that's just yeah it's about where i stand on it i would say all right all right um next topic thoughts on battlefield 2042 gameplay reveal now i've seen like little pieces of the trailer i'm gonna actually check it out right now but isn't it like some isn't it like the future like it's futuristic now it's a little bit. Okay. It's 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 set in the future, but there's also some modern elements to it. So it's like it's modern, but it's like a little bit more to the future. It's not like super super future, like hundreds of years into the future. Mm-hmm. But it's more so like. Sorry, sorry. I'm just pausing. If please keep going. Uh huh. But it's set more into in like maybe you're looking at maybe ten, twenty years, and things are a little bit more advanced. And then of course. Have your modern day stuff. Yeah, and it's really interesting because I've noticed this is kind of like a trend with FPSs. Is that the first ones to like actually do this transition from like old to modern to like more futuristic stuff was COD. Yeah, you know, COD originally started off as World War Two shooters. 
mm-hmm. and then COD 4 came out and everyone lost their minds because it was a modern shooter yep and it was a great shooter not to mention I, that Infinity Ward scene miss them yeah miss them heavy not gonna yeah. lie but they are respawn and they're making Titanfall 3 right now we out here anyways um <laughs> and yeah like it's so bizarre the way like things trend so I'll, I'll put it into context at people, things get stale quick, especially yeah. when things are released in big numbers. Things yeah. get stale really quickly, and people got tired of just like all the modern shooting, myself included. And we want to see things like you know what, take some like creative liberty and like showcase a future that we don't know if it's for certain or not certain. But you know, take some creative liberty. Don't use what we have nowadays and like build off of it. There's nothing wrong with that, but. You know, we need we needed something fresh, and so with that we got Black Ops or Black Ops Two, where it was in the future, but the core of it was still you know very boots on the ground. It just everything really a bit sh- modern. Yeah, it it was a bit modern, but everything looked mostly futuristic. You know, it was like kind of what I'm what I would expect for this, considering like the date of the game's 2042 and it's yeah. Battlefield as well. And then we got Black Ops 2, Black Ops 3, Advanced Warfare, uh, what else? That was like super futuristic. Infinity War, Warfare. Infinity Did the mic go Infinity. low? No, because someone in the chat saying um, mic went low. I think your mic went low. Oh, it went low? What yeah. does that mean? <laughs> Meaning the um, microphone volume. So I would say push yours a little bit more closer to you. Okay, is that better? Oh, yeah, that's better. Oh, okay, okay. Thank you. Um... And yeah, there was like the, it's just like this trend where, like I said, things get stale, and then we got all these future games, like futuristic games, where they just like shoved it up our ass. Oh yeah. Like they just said, "Fuck it, here comes the next load, baby." <laughs> <laughs> and then it was Advanced Warfare, Infinite Warfare, you know, you Black Ops Four, and then like it, it got up to jetpacks and the whole thing. And I'm kind of like, I'm I have to see the trailer to like truthfully say this, like to say with like. Full integrity, yeah. But I don't want to go through that again because then we we went back to World War Two. COD did it. World War Two, Battlefield, World War One, which was fucking great. Oh yeah. Battlefield One is still one of my favorite like shooter games. I think phenomenal game. Um, what's it called? Yeah. And then they went back, and then things got modern again with COD, and then Battlefields after what is it? Five or V? F- five. It's just five. Okay. It's a Roman numeral then. All right. Uh, that was the one where they went World War Two. Yeah, and I didn't play it, but I heard it was pretty sus. Yeah. Yeah, like it just—it was just shit. That's what I heard. Yeah, like it literally, like the community didn't stay very long in that game. Some of them went back to either playing Battlefield One or Four. Battlefield Four. Yeah, I remember Four. Four was tight. Four was pretty tight. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. And even with the trailer of 2042, good news is that um, Dice has increased the servers for Battlefield 4. So now, because because of 2042, there has been a huge resurgence in Battlefield 4. Okay, cool, 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 cool. That makes sense. That makes sense. And plus, it, it's going to give them like a closer, you know, it's, it's going to feel closer to what the game actually like is, you know, because obviously World War One. And modern day will be modern day will be closer to twenty forty two. Yeah, you know, it's just obvious. Yeah. Uh, okay. 
So let's see this trailer real quick. Let's see. All right. I, I don't want. I want to make sure it's not too loud. Let me see. I'm not halfway. All right. Yeah, I want to see your impressions on this. Yeah, fuck it. Hold up. <laughs> the fuck's it? What fuck's a tornado doing here, bro? <laughs> Dog, I thought I was—I thought I was watching Just Cause for half a second. Hold up, <laughs> I gotta see this again. Damn, we're getting a live reaction, y'all, on a podcast, bro. It's a fat tornado too. Oh, all right, all right, hold on, hold on. I gotta scroll back a little bit. I, I can't scroll for shit. Oh, oh, there we go. All right, cool. I want to get like a good look at it. There it is fuck is that bro this is a multiplayer why yeah. is this a multiplayer bro Levolution, man bro all right you know i digs with it i digs with it natural hazards in a shooter is actually such a cool idea now that i think about it i'm gonna keep watching that's pretty that's a gonna be it's gonna have narrative too grapple hooks yes yes something about shooters and grapple hooks just do something different to me it's a sandstorm Dude, what the fuck? Oh my god, bro. This looks so sick. Your impressions. Okay, like I said earlier, 
I think one of the I think one of the coolest fucking I think the coolest thing about this is the natural weather. Yeah. One, the fact that it's, it's just a hazard that comes in and fucks everyone up. Not just, you know, you or your opponent fucks everyone, but it also changes the map. Like, Battlefield has always done really good at changing the dynamics of the map because of how destructible the environment is. Like, dude, I played Battlefield 1, like, years ago, and I straight up was getting shot by three different guys. I almost died. I ran into a building, and all of a sudden, a tank burst through the wall and ran me over. It was the most, like, metal fucking experience I've ever had in a shooter, and for that, like... It'll always be, like, imprinted in my brain of, like, this is war. This is, like, actually, like, sick as shit. That was awesome. So, the reason why I popped off with the grapple hook is my favorite shooter of all time is Titanfall 2. Of all time. I think it's just, like, the most well-rounded, yep. the most fun, a polished game. It's aged like fucking wine. I still play it to this day. And I use the uh, grapple loadout. So, like, you know, you can grapple to people, kick them around the face, you can grapple anywhere, parkour, all of that stuff. So, seeing first-person shooter with a grapple hook and, you know, the, the inner showman in me wants to put on a show. So, I would just, like, grapple and just shoot people and just do crazy <laughs> shit. Chain grapples, all of that stuff. So, that was really cool. I, like I said, uh, it's still true to its core. The fact that it's, of course, Battlefield, that's the one thing they've always been consistent at. Yeah. And done consistently well is building off itself. And honestly, for that that little bit we saw, bro, it was absolutely fucking incredible. Like straight up. Yeah. Like I've actually never been like, well, now I want to say never, but I rarely get like blown away by gameplay trailer like that. Very rarely. Like that's super cool. Like if they were to release it on the PS4, I wouldn't even buy it because I want to play it on the PS5. Yeah. It's one of those games that's just like nope. Nope, nope. I'm not buying it. Like, the new Resident Evil, Spider-Man Miles Morales. I haven't played those games yet because I'm waiting till I get a PS5, and yeah. that's when I play. This is on the list now. So yeah. That's number three. <laughs> but, dude, holy shit, man. I know. Like, just holy shit. I was just blown away with just how chaotic it is. It's more chaotic than usual, you know, I would say, but I like that. I've always, I've always liked a little bit of chaos. 128 players. 120. Yeah, no, it's got to be big. It's got to be 120. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. It's gonna... That's definitely a midnight. Stay up till 4 in the morning. Oh, yeah. And then show up to work at 8 o'clock. <laughs> Absolutely demolished. And go, hey, Frankie, you okay? And be like... And I look at him with bags in my eyes. A man who's got the face of dread. And go, I'm living my best fucking life. <laughs> living my best life right now. Dude, that looked amazing. Oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to throw that on my list, like I said. Just, oh. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I need to at least see, like, parts of it one more time. <laughs> I'll go to, like, right here. Oh, this was yeah, like, with the sandstorm that kicked up, and the fact that, like, it actually adds, like, hills, you know, for the map, you know, just, like, you know, it literally kind of, like, layers it out. It's really cool because it just adds like a whole new dynamic of covering. Right. Meaning like there's different angles you can play at. And with different angles, there's different mix-ups and different positionings. Just awesome. And plus this vehicle, the, like driving the vehicles look so satisfying. Like they look very just smooth. Especially flying. What the fuck? <laughs> Every time I see a dead tornado. 
I want to see when it snows. There's like snowstorms pulling up. Mm -hmm. That's what I want to see next. Also, there's loadout changings. I'll yeah, change that's going to be a game changer that you can just change your loadout on the fly. Yeah, because Call of Duty now does that, but you have to pause the game, leave yourself inactive, essentially, and go through the loadout. For this, you could just do it real quick. I'm sure they'll probably have like a preset of three attachments and you just cycle, mm -hmm. but that's still way better than pausing, going through the loadout, changing whatever you want, and pretty much building a new gun. Mm -hmm. But you lose a lot of time and you leave your team like unmanned and you also put yourself out there for just like dying because you're on, like in their view afk yeah so that's really cool just switching on the fly like that that's just that's just like yeah the c4 and the fucking atv that's like classic battlefield yep and it doesn't look like too futuristic as well. It yeah. looks like it looks like a reality in which it it could actually like be a reality. Yeah. Down the line, like literally Miami looks like this, except for like the shapes of the building. But in terms of like the lighting, it just like already looks like Miami. But I know this is like Dubai. This has to be like Saudi Arabia, not Saudi Arabia. Uh, this has to be like Dubai. It's a desert. It's nice as hell. <laughs> I want to blow up that rocket. I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I'm going to blow it up. <laughs> I'm going to blow it the fuck up. And I'm also going to ride it, too, with the grapple. <laughs> I'm also going to ride it. I might die in the game for riding. But it'll be rocket. worth it. It'll be worth experimenting. 100%. You just shoot that at a point to where, like, you can't retract as it's, like, going up. So you kind of create that gap. Mm. And you just you just vibe with it, bro. You yeah, exactly. Just go out. Just go out. That was cool, man. Thanks for like actually like making that a topic because me, I was like new Battlefield. I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. I like the Battlefield games, but I was like, eh, you know, whatever. But thank you, bro. Yeah, not a My problem. My eyes have been opened. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um. Next. Um. Next topic. Um. Guilty Gear Strive impressions. Have you played it? Have you okay. seen it? I've seen it. Mm. I unfortunately haven't played it yet. I know one of my boys, my friend, uh, Mineshaft, he has it. He's been playing a little bit. And uh, Artie Joe, local Ken. Yeah. He's been grinding, bro. Grinding. And the game, it looks fucking amazing. Yeah. I love the art style. I've yeah. listened to some of the music. Music's great. Yeah. Music's great. The first time I heard of Guilty Gear was from my cousin. With, when the last Guilty Gear came out. I think it came out when the previous generation, the PS4, Xbox One. It came out for Xbox, didn't it, first? I think. No, um, Guilty Gear came out in PS2 first. Yeah, I'm talking the last Guilty Gear that it came out. Not Strive, the one before that. Um, I think it was Exert some, something. I think Revelator. Yeah, I don't, I don't really remember, but he always told me, he's like, yeah, the games are like pretty tight and all that, like cool fighting games. I'm like, all right, you know, it's... I saw it again, another niche thing. But man, I was watching that shit. That shit's smooth, bro. That shit moves like butter. Like watching yeah. it is so nice. And just like the way you could just the way your opponent gets knocked off the stage too, like when you defeat him was like really cool. What do they call that? Striking? When you strike them? Something like that? Um a, a slash. Slash? Yeah. yeah, a slash? Okay. And then of course when you have someone up on the corner of the wall or whatnot and you mm -hmm. keep, you know, damaging them. 
then that wall breaks and it goes to another area. That that reminded me of Dragon Ball, and I thought it was super fucking cool. Like, um, I think it was like Kaioken Two. Which one what was it? One or two that they first introduced, like when you fight an enemy and well, when you're fighting and then you go to another part of the stage. Um, that was on the Dragon Ball Z Budokai series. That was Budokai series. Oh, yeah. you're right. It was it was Budokai. It was Budokai Budokai. Yeah. No, that was cool, and it reminded me of that. And, oh, yeah, no. I, uh, definitely something I, I don't think I'm going to get anytime soon. Right. Maybe down the line, because right now I'm just like kind of focused on Smash. And sure, I would play Guilty Gear for fun. Like I wouldn't mind picking it up. The one thing I heard that's really cool about it, it's easy to pick up but hard to master. Yeah. And those are like my favorite kind of games. Because, you know, it, it's always great to be able to be welcomed into a video game easily. Yeah. You know? Whether it's a simple concept or the controls or, you know, things like that. But to also just have that high, like, skill ceiling to where, like, you have so much, like, range for you to develop as a player and, like, have your own style and have your own way of play, but also have it, you know, be, like, effective. I think it's pretty cool. And it's something I would, like, actually consider in, in due time. In due time, I will. So, uh, yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll play it. I'll, I'll give it a try. Probably uh, next time I go over to Mineshaft's crib, I'll ask if we can get some games so I can, like, get a proper impression. But just from my eyes alone, it is super cool to watch. Yeah. I love the characters' designs. I love the way they just move. Like, the movement in the game is crisp. Yeah. It's absolutely crisp. And from I correct me if I'm wrong, but from what I heard of it, the game, like, doesn't it, like promote like aggression yeah it like it, it promotes you to be a bit aggressive oh that's that's what i want i lo- like i so, love aggressive play yeah like you really want to get in and just start bodying the person because there are some characters that are sp- specific like um one of the characters well there's two of them mm-hmm. um one is giovanna and the other one is Eno. they're um they're rush down characters okay meaning you're, you're rushing in and you're just going to town on them and Giovanna, I started picking her up because mm-hmm. she was very easy for me to use, but hard to master because I'm it's it's for games like Guilty Gear, it's like I need an arcade stick. I need an arcade stick yeah, to play you, that game so I need an arcade pad, yeah. Yeah, to be precise. And then I said, All right, let me um chill with Giovanna, let me use this other character on Nagori Yuki. Mm-hmm. Big black um samurai guy with a huge sword, and his his build is pretty much like a one shot build, like he's a power character. But okay, he has a flaw where when he goes into his blood rage, your health starts going down. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay, so like, how does this bloodshot rage work? Like, do you just activate it when you want, or when you do um certain moves, mm-hmm. it builds up your blood rage. Okay. And then it gets to a point. That's interesting. Yeah. And it, 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 for me, it's like, okay, I don't want my blood rage to fill, fill up because, yeah, it's going to give me more power, more range, but I'm losing a lot of health in the process. Yeah. So you really have to, like, un- understand what you're trading with. Yeah. And, like, it's all situational. That's, that's cool. That's cool. Like if, I, like, if I rush with him, mm-hmm. I have to literally beat the opponent as quickly as possible. And then if I get a meter to use on one of my um, overdrives, then I can just use my overdrive. Like, when he goes into Blood Rage, mm-hmm. I can use his overdrive, and it'll just... Comp- it does so much damage, like, I think over 60% of damage. Nagoriyuki, right? Yeah. Okay. Because right now, I'm, I'm on the website, and I'm looking at all the characters. 
and I'm seeing like they have like archetypes here. Like you see, like you said, Nagori Yuki. Nagori Yuki, yeah, it says like one shot. Mm -hmm. And then Leo Balance. Okay, Giovanna Rush. Okay, these are some cool fucking designs, man. And I like how the. the Fuck is Faust. (laughs) What is this guy? Yeah, Faust is a tricky player. Like, okay. I've seen some crazy shit with um with Faust players. Crazy shit. Like his mix up game is trap game is just bonkers. Yeah. Oh. He he's, he looks like a kind of character I'd want to play. Oh, they even have like a little like five star rating system to see easy. Yeah, easy okay. to use. Like the the more the stars, the easier they are to use. The less the stars, then the harder. Yeah. Okay. And Faust, he's very tricky, but in the right hands, he's very annoying. Like, you can literally be a complete troll, a complete dick to people. That sounds like my kind of character, <laughs> man. That sounds like my kind of character, bro. I'm not going to front. <laughs> yeah, no, he looks sick. Hold on. Let me, let me see. They have introducing Faust. Like, I want to see if this is, like, gameplay. Because I like his design. Like, his design is very bizarre. And these are kind of characters I like. I like just weird, outstanding I locked the pad. Awesome. It is unlocked. There we go. There we go. Don't watch it with me. We'll watch it. Oh, yeah. What the fuck? You just ate him. Dude, this guy looks fucking cool as shit. I love his that, design. That is, that, I love his design. I love it. That is just a small taste of what he can do. Like he can trap, he can lay some bombs mm-hmm. on the ground or whatnot, and you can really set up some people up for some serious damage. Yeah. Huh. Like his mix-up game is just like once you use him and you start getting good with him. Yeah. He's a nightmare. Yeah, he's a nightmare, and people get annoyed fighting him. <laughs> oh man, I love it. I love it. So who's like? I would say it would it would be Faust and there's another guy Zato. He's another he's all, a little bit similar to Faust, but another annoying ass playstyle because he has this like this like the shadow that also fights with him or whatnot. So it's like you're literally fighting two people, and if like you can play some serious mind games with people. Okay, with I Zato and Faust. Zato and Faust. All right, I'm gonna see this guy. So who can? Because I was playing online, and those were the two characters I hate fighting against. Because you're just like, bro. Mm-hmm. Because I'm using Nagori Yuki, and he's such a huge tank. Okay, and you have just these characters who's just picking apart your your defense. Yeah. Damn. Okay. That that like makes sense too, archetype wise. But like, let's see. Oh, we good. We good. This is Zato. This dude built like a JoJo character. What the fuck? Yeah. Yo, what? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. I like his design too. I'll have to see a little bit more. I want to see how like he actually like him actually fighting. Who's like 
I'm not going to say the most busted character or necessarily the best character because the game's very early, but who are, who are, who are, who are people throwing up there with? Like, who are, I would say, like, the top three, you would say. Faust is one of them. Yeah? He's top three? Faust is one of them. Okay. I would go with Faust. There's um Chip, who's really, really fast. Artie Joe plays him, and I heard he has a very good chip. Yeah. So I want to I want to see his chip. Okay. And it's Faust. I know Chip is a problem. And maybe Zato or what was the other chick name? Um, Milia. Where her hair, where her hair can be like like a scythe or like a yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. Nah, man, these characters like. So, I have to ask like. What is the? I, I wonder what's like the inspiration for these characters, because like they seem original, and I'm, they obviously are like original characters. Mm-hmm. But everything original comes from somewhere. Like there's always a muse. So I'm trying to figure out like, what is like the muse between these characters? But they, they, this is like also so original too. I have I don't know much of Guilty Gear mm-hmm. because. I, my first one was um, Exerd Sign, and I didn't play it as heavy. That was, like, my very first one, and I didn't understand the world or the lore of Guilty Gear. But when Strive came out, that was like, now is the perfect time for me to actually get into this game, learn about the lore, the characters, the universe, everything within it, so that way I can be more in tune with this game. Okay. And the fact that it released in the summer where there are no other big other fighters coming out, it's a perfect time for them to finally mm-hmm. get their shine because Guilty Gear is one of those games that it's it people know of it, know of it, but it's like very very underrated. Okay. So the fact that it came out this time at this year, the only like only fighting game really. Yeah, this is their moment to shine, which is perfect. Yeah, no, it's, it's really cool. And here in the South Florida scene, people are excited about it, and like people have been hitting me up on either on Twitter or on Discord. Is Flynn's gonna do Guilty mm-hmm. Gear? And I was like, yes. Okay, cool. we're gonna do we're All gonna right. do Guilty Gear. It's gonna be every Sunday. All right, that sounds awesome. What time do you think maybe? Seven. Seven at night. Mm-hmm. It's perfect. Because if I do decide to get into it, I get off work at four thirty. So that's buenísimo, buenísimo. Dude, this is cool, man. This is like I'm. I'm gonna speak to my boys and like I'll probably start by playing at their house and getting into it. Definitely gonna learn about Faust. I, you're gonna. I'm telling you, man. I, I once, 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 I love this dude's design. He's just so bizarre and like freaky. Yes. It's so cool. Because just like, bro, you don't know what to expect. Like, you don't know if, because he can come from above. He can come at you straight. Like, you just don't know what to expect. Is and if I beat a Faust player, then I'll be like, okay, this guy's still learning this character. So I'm like, fine, okay, but. If I get my ass worked to the point where it's just like I don't know, I can't predict this person. Mm-hmm. It's just like I, I, I just like let me just put my controller because I don't even know what the hell I'm doing. I'm blocking, but it's like he's just coming at me everywhere. Yeah, he's just putting pressure. And then it's just like you just can't figure him out, and of course you can be a dick with him. Mm-hmm. Oh, the moment you told me that, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I look at all the characters and I, I weirdly click with this guy. I've always like, like I said, I was like the bizarre characters, man. <laughs> The more outstanding, the better. I love weird shit. I'm weird. I love weird shit. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's go to our next topic, and that is Kazuya has been announced for Smash. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) 
first things first. We love Shoto's. <laughs> I hope this goes on tw- on Twitter. Kazuya the Shoto. I can't wait to play him. I'm probably going to main him. All right, just kidding. To be real, um, Tekken is all- also another fighting game that I've wanted to get into too, mostly because of its technicalities. I heard yeah. it's like a lot of things are very frame perfect. Yeah. And things like that. Like I love technical shit. It's cool. And my cousin loves Tekken. I don't really know like too much about it, to tell you the truth. I have dabbled in it a little bit. Get, you know what? Let's do this. Guess who's the one character I love to play in Tekken? Who? Just take a guess. Let me guess. Eddie? Nope. Uh, Jin, Heihachi, Kazuya, <laughs> mm, Bob, Law, Raven. Roy Jr. The kangaroo? The kangaroo, bro. <laughs> I'm telling you, bro. <laughs> the fucking kangaroo. When I played Tekken, and I wouldn't even say played Tekken. I did play Tekken, you know, for fun. Mm-hmm. Roy Jr., bro. I love kangaroos. They're one of my favorite animals. And I saw him like, what the fuck? I'm playing him. And I did. And I would play with my cousin, Roy Jr. <laughs> Garbage-ass character. But he was fun. Yeah. He was fun. He was fun. And that, that's just always been, like, my thing with Tekken. I always have that connection with Tekken. It's Duor Jr. So, um, seeing Kazuya, Kazuya right? That's yeah. his name? Yeah. Isn't he, like, the new protagonist for the Tekken series? Like, he's after Heihachi? Yeah, because like um, Heihachi is his dad. Oh, hey, okay. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, like, they it just it, makes sense. Is it? Jin Kaz- I mean, Jin Kazama, Kazuya Mishima, and Heihachi Mishima, they're all related. All okay. of them are related. So it's just Heihachi, the dad, Kazuya, the son, Jin, the son of Kazuya, and the grandson of Heihachi. And they're all, it, those three are always fighting. It's just a family of just. <laughs> father, <laughs> father and son, <laughs> father and son just fighting. And they always try to get licks. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, and, and you know, trying to one up each other or whatnot. And with Kazuya being announced for Smash Bros, which I was just like, "Bruh, really? Yeah, they're adding a Tekken character in yeah. Smash." Bro, his fucking reveal trailer was so raw. Like, he's just dropping all these characters into a volcano, Yes. Bro. Like, I just see Ganon's and I'm like, oh, Ganon got clapped up. I'm like, Breath of the Wild 2, you know, just like everyone else. Breath of the Wild 2. I, I played a little bit of Breath of the Wild 1, and I was like, all right, cool. And just see, you just get thrown into a volcano. I see Kazuya, and I'm just like, who is this guy? He's raw as fuck. He just threw <laughs> the King of Darkness into a volcano. <laughs> And then, like, you know, they showcase the character, the whole thing. And then all of a sudden, he's throwing fucking Falcon. He throws Pit. He throws Min Min. He throws Mario. I'm like, yo, he's stacking up. All these Nintendo, like, first parties are just getting clapped up by this dude. And plus, like, his move, his move kit from what we saw was really cool. Like, it looks, it looks really cool. Plus, the fact that he has, like, a 10-hit combo. Which, yep. You know what's funny? It shouldn't be a thing, but also should be, because people forget Smash is supposed to be extremely unorthodox. Yeah. Like, when people play, and this is, like, very valid when people get cheesed. Like, I was playing Diavolo yesterday. I had him, like, 180. He was off. He was on ledge, and I did, like, the rainfall, which is when Joker, like, he shoots his first gun, mm. and then he jumps up and he shoots quickly. The man got popped up into the 
bottom of PS2 and it just like drops straight down into like an unreactable tech situation. <laughs> like shit like that. It's just like all these like cheese and gimmicks and things like that. Like every character's got all this stuff built into them. It's part of the game and like seeing yet another fucking command input character is going to be the death of me because characters I can, I just can't. The fact that I can die at like 80 plus percent at any time. I, like, I, I, I play neutral. I win mm. neutral five times. I get him at a good enough percent. And I whiff once. And I die. The man needs to win neutral three times. That's <laughs> it. Like, a, like, minimum three times is what, like, a Shoto or Terry needs to just, like, actually win. And it's just, like, it's not frustrating because it keeps me honest. But it's also, like, why do you have this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> At the same time, it makes sense, too. And also, I think characters' inclusion just makes sense. I wouldn't even be surprised if we... Like, we're not going to. But I wouldn't be surprised if we got another, like, Friday game community character in Smash. I wouldn't even be surprised. They could they could throw in a Guilty Gear character. I wouldn't be surprised. Or Mortal Kombat. Or Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I would not be surprised because Sakurai made Smash to be a fighting game that everyone can get into and play. Yeah. Like it, one, it wasn't supposed to be competitive. Like he's, He didn't want it to be a competitive game. He, there's a reason why he put four players, items, a stage, you know, and like the TV being the death zone, like sending the character yeah. off the TV essentially, like be a thing. <laughs> but like it, it, the character's inclusion makes sense. He looks cool. I can't wait till he drops. I'm, I'm going to hit up my boy already, Joe, and I'm going to get some training to, to learn about you know, quarter circles, because I can do quarter circles for, like, ledge jumping, mm-hmm. but after that, bro, I'm a smash player, dog. I shit, <laughs> I shit my pants, bro. I shit my pants when you gotta do all these half circles, bro. <laughs> bro, I shit, I shit my pants. Like, even when I was a little kid, bro, I hated using this stick, because I would always fuck up my command input, so I used D-pad, bro. <laughs> I used D-pad and destroyed my fucking thumbs every time I played, like, a Traditional fighting game. <laughs> Joy-Con in the chat says, oh, you want to talk about cheese in Smash? <laughs> we want to talk about cheese, bro. Let me, let's talk about back throw to back ear on Little Mac. And just me going, yeah, I got fundies. <laughs> Sorry, Joy-Con. I love you. I, I don't know. I don't love your character, though. I got to keep it real. I, I don't love your character. I, I can't. <laughs> like... Little Mac's one of those characters where you know the character's garbage, but you also know, like, there's that, even, I don't care who you are, but there's that little bit that knows, damn, I could lose to this guy. Because fighting Little Mac on the ground is the worst fucking thing ever. <laughs> like, it literally is. Like, if, don't ever, I don't know, you know this, but if you ever have to fight Joy-Con or any other Little Mac, one strike, and strike Final Destination. At all costs. Don't play him on that flat stage, bro. That's a boxing ring for Matt. <laughs> That's a boxing ring. Literally every time I play Joy-Con, first ban off rip. Hey, yo, FD. And I always ban Yoshi's because I just naturally hate that stage. It works. It actually works good for Joker except for the slants because mm-hmm. of the wall. But I just, there's so much I dislike about Yoshi's. Anywho, but yeah, no. Don't take little Mac to FD. Don't do it. It's, it's like it's like those memes where it's like Peter Griffin running, and it says like "don't," and it goes "don't search up this" on Rule Thirty Four, whatever the fuck. 
this is one of those cases, bro. At all <laughs> costs, I cannot stress this. Do not take Little Mac to FD. <laughs> <laughs> All right, in the chat, um, Coven says, "Give me Bob. Bob is a character from Tekken. Okay, big, he's he's a big, big fat dude, but he can move so oh, quick. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Let me look at him so I can like properly remember. But I I know who Bob is. I know this. I know this guy. Alex is nasty. Says Johnny Cage, please for um Smash. I vouch. I vouch. Yeah, I would love to see Johnny. Like he'd be the Johnny, perfect. Yeah, be Johnny perfect. Cage would be perfect for Smash. Like just." His character as is, he'd just be yeah, bro. It would be like they would be like showing Scorpion and Sub Zero fighting, and like you would think one of them gets bodied, and then all of a sudden Johnny Cage comes out, <laughs> Bucky put like body Scorpion puts on his sunglasses. <laughs> just, but yeah, no, this 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 fat fuck. Yeah, no, I I know a little bit about it. Why is there a skinny Bob, Slim Bob? What is Slim Bob? I think that was more of a joke character in uh, Tekken Tag Two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Joy-Con says, I don't love Joker either. <laughs> That's respectable, bro. Joker's got, like, a very prejudiced move kit. Like, back air, every time that move comes out, I swear to God, the man says some sort of, like, racist, homophobic, transphobic, whatever you want slur. Just a slur comes out every time that move comes out. Straight up. Coven says, take Mario to Yoshi's. Take no, L- no. <laughs> take, take Little Mac, Luigi, Peach, and Greninja to FD. Thank you. <laughs> no. I don't know. Wait, who, who is this gentleman? Uh, Coven. You tell Coven to, uh, to, get, to get off the stream. <laughs> That's, bro, I don't know what kind of propaganda he's spitting, but it ain't it. <laughs> bro, that is not it. That is not it. Oh, man. But nah, bro. I have to see, like, Bob actually, like, play for me to properly remember. But I've, I know the character. I've seen him. Okay. The fact that he can fucking move is just, yeah. like, not cool. Is he, like, a defensive type, like, archetype character who can move? Because that's scary. Defensive? No, he's, he, he's aggressive. He's aggressive. Yeah. It's just he's fat as hell. Yeah. So that's, like, kind of the, the running joke. And okay. he's fast, too. Like, his mix-ups are... Yeah. Like, don't sleep on Bob. That's all I'm going to say. Take Joker to Yoshi's, Coven. Uh, you know what? Yeah, you could take Joker to Yoshi's. I just, I personally just don't like the slants because they just fuck up their conversions. And, yeah. like, sometimes, like, if I get a fair one and it pops my opponent up on the platform and more so is the right side or mm-hmm. left side of the stage, depending on the platform, I have to, like... Let me answer this question. Yeah. Um, Alex, yeah, um, my PS5's here. I'm going to have it set up. Um, I'm going to have it set up um, early, so if anyone wants to play uh, friendlies or whatnot to practice for MK5, it'll be there. But, um, oh, no, my PS5 is going to be used for Guilty Gear Strive. But the two PS4s that have Mortal Kombat 11, yeah, they'll be available for anyone that wants to play friendlies. But, um, continue. But, yeah, no, like, that little slant Mm -hmm. doesn't, like, it takes away my conversion. So I have to kind of, like, play off that, which is whatever. You know, I, I'll do what I have to do, but it's just like, come on, man. Like, I already got, I already got the whiff, whiff punish. At least let me just finish my conversion. And now I, I just can't. But, yeah, don't take Joker to Yoshi's also. Like, fighting against, like, a very good Joker, don't take him to Yoshi's. I would ban against Joker, Yoshi's, and Smashville, I would say. Yoshi's and Smashville. Because, like, Kalos, you can actually, the platforms actually take away, like, downgunning and rainfall mm-hmm. at ledge he i still have a wall jump 
but it's also easier to camp out Arsene because the stage is so long. But I actually like Kalos. Um, FD is good because there's no platform extensions. Yeah. And the rest of the stages are just good. Like, they're just good for the character. The character is just... Joker's fucking good. What can I say? <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> yeah, I would ban those two stages for sure. You got something that um, you're looking up? Oh, I was looking at Bob. I'm sorry. Oh, I okay. just... I have I have this tendency of just going we gotcha. la la sorry. All right, you're good. Um, our next topic is gaming pet peeves. What are some things? What are some gaming pet peeves that you got that you mm. want to you know discuss? Hmm. Let's see. This is like I have to think about it like in the context because I play mostly single player games. I right. do play. I do dabble multiplayer games, and I have like Smash for example. But hmm. Pet peeves of mine. Definitely like. Hmm, let me see. Johnning isn't even that bad. It just depends on what you john about. Mm-hmm. I would say. It's like, you know, everyone johns. Everyone gets frustrated. You know, everyone says I deserve to win. And like, that that's just natural. Like, if you haven't said that at least like five times, even if it's to yourself, you're not a human being. Like, straight up, you're just not. You're, you're not in it. Um, say that. Gaming pet peeves. Uh, this is, like, I explained it earlier, but gaming pet peeves, Yakuza 3 blocking, 100%. Like, when I, I can't stress this enough, don't play the game on hard. It, yeah. it was, like, a lot. It took a lot longer than it needed to. Um Pet peeves. I would definitely say like poor movement in terms of like mechanics. Right. Like actually, let's go back to Kingdom Hearts three. Okay. So that boss fight against Xehanort, right, where you're in uh, Scalad Callum, and mm-hmm. you know when he like distorts everything and pretty much turns it into a Doctor Strange film. Yeah. And like the buildings are on the side, and you know, you know how you could uh, like, I think it was called snapshot, which is when you like go to bar to bar. There were so many times in that boss fight when I would want to go to Xehanort so I can, like, punish him because he left himself open. And then I ended up going to a fucking pole and starting to spin around. Like, just, like, poor, like, little movement things like that just drive me up the wall. Horrible. Things like that. Um, Bad driving. Like, games with bad driving mechanics is, like, absolutely a fucking nightmare. Like, Mafia 3. Like, they have a mode called, like, simulated mode. Mm-hmm. It ain't simulated. It's hot trash. <laughs> There's not the only thing you're simulating is a baby driving for the first time who just so happened to get pegs to step on the gas pedal, the brake, and arm extensions to steer. It was horrible because like in that game, the max you can go is like I think like 80 miles per hour because this is like in the 50s. So cars weren't fast back then, you know. Yeah. Unless they were competitive. So you would go like. 50, 60 miles an hour. And if you had to make, like, not even, like, a hard turn, but, like, a wide turn, your car would slide like butter for absolutely no reason. And there's no, like, manual control either. Like, mm. there's no there's no proper way to drift because there's no, like, yeah, there's a handbrake, but there's no, like, actual, like, there wasn't any proper implementation, like, properly drifting. So if you're going to add, like, buttery controls, that's fine. But just at least have a way of making turning, like, even if it's technical and it takes skill, like, something. Yeah. 
uh, things like that. Actually, let me see. Hmm. Another pet peeve of mine. I know I got a few. I just got to think about it. Huh. I'm trying to think now when I play with other people. Like, straight up. I'll be real. Mm. I don't really know. Like, I don't... I, I, I genuinely enjoy playing with people. Well, yeah. I have one, and it's going to be the same one that I'm going to keep reiterating. But, um... We're, we're we're getting a, we're getting better at it, and that is um, when you're here for the Smash tournaments, just always make sure to disconnect your pro controller. All right, <laughs> I am going to agree, and I'm going to admit guilt at the same time. I will, I will. I'm an honest man because this is what happens. I play set right. Win or lose doesn't matter. I have my book bag. Reason being is I don't really care for like holding my controller that often, especially since like. I go on my phone, I'm drinking water, you know, I'm interacting with people, whatever. So I throw in my book bag. Now the problem is the moment anything in that controller button gets pressed, the stick gets moved, whatever, it'll turn on and hook right back up. Now thank God because before what would happen is with pro controllers, it used to go off where now they they updated this, but say we were playing mid match, right? Yeah. And the last person had their pro controller and they didn't like disconnect it because with the pro controller there's a button on the top you just press that and it turns off the control essentially and the only way to turn it back on is to move it but it pairs with the last console now what happened is in smash even if we're playing mid-set if that person doesn't like go through the whole process they only like to press the button and if one of their buttons move it pauses the fucking set pauses the game and it, people will have to reconnect their controllers and then go back that was Horrible. When I went to uh, Gatorland, it happened with my opponent. I was actually gonna no, I'm not even a well, opponent. Yeah, but we were gonna play. We were playing friendlies, mm -hmm. and before we started, he interrupted a set with his pro controller ah. because he he connected it, but like I don't think he connected it all the way, or I don't know what happened. But it was a TV right across from us, and the man he's playing, he goes. So I looking all around because his set was paused. His game was paused. So he was looking to see who the fuck's pro controller. <laughs> and I, I just like didn't look. I was like, it, was, it wasn't even me, but I felt the vibe. And I was like, no, nah, bro, no. <laughs> no, nah, bro, don't, don't look at me, dog. Don't look at me. That's how it used to be. And when it came to the character selection screen, now you could just like manually remove people. So like even say I press the top button, you know, mm -hmm. disconnected, like, turn off my controller, mm -hmm. it was still connected into Smash. So, like, that, my slot for my character would still show with my tag and the whole thing, but now you could, like, scroll over and, like, actually take someone out. The only time they say disconnect your pro controller is only during, the, like, character select screen or any other screen other than, like, the actual game itself. But that is a very fair, but I'll be real, bro, that's just the classic. Yeah. The first time I heard that after, you know, quarantine and everything, it was music to my ears. I would, I would literally be vibing with the boys. I'd be like, man, what I would do to hear disconnect your pro controller. What I would do for it. Like, every time the TO yelled it out loud. It was one of my uh, boys, Oob. He's a TO in Tallahassee. And hearing him yell that out, and the, the, for him too, he would always go, all right, everyone, stop your ultimate friendlies. Just like that. He had like a, he would like deepen his voice. He's like, stop your ultimate friendlies. And... Just, Bro, that shit was music to my ears, man. I'm just glad <laughs> offline's back. Fuck, bro. Wi-Fi was 
Never again, man. Never again. It was stressful. It wasn't even stressful. It was just hot trash, bro. <laughs> hot trash. It destroyed my game style. It destroyed everything about me, bro. I started playing Wi-Fi like if it was offline, and it took me a fat minute to adjust, bro. Even then, sometimes I still do spot dodge down smash, but I get away with it. And if it works, it works. Like That's another thing about like Ultimate 2 is when you really think about it, there's no such thing as a bad option in Ultimate because when things work they they can work like things can actually work your opponent can miss position and uh with your opponent of course could also like read and react but that's up to the player mm -hmm. really just like no such thing as like a bad option which is kind of which is what makes ultimate like very deep also it's like there's no such thing as like a bad option like oh you shouldn't have done this granted like yeah you can say that in terms of yo you shouldn't have done this and you would ask why and it's like oh because you did it for the upteenth millionth time like, stop F-smashing in neutral, you know, shit like that. But, um... But, oh, yeah. That's a, that's a good pet peeve. I, I know I have another one. I know I do. Let me think. Oh, man. Let me, let me, let me put myself as a Nintendo fan. A Sonic fan. You know what? Sonic. Okay. Sonic itself is a big gaming pet peeve. Just the concept. Sonic's one of my favorite games series of all time. I've, like, always grown up with it. Mm-hmm. But... They've just treated that character like absolute dog water, bro. Because ah. they would try to make him compete with Mario. Sonic is cool in his own right. Yeah. You know, like, his, his concept is fresh. Like, yeah. his games, he has classic games. He's still be been beloved for, like, what has it been now, 25 years? Yeah. Yeah, it's 25 fucking years. Why are you trying to make him like Mario, bro? Yeah, He's it's his like, own stop. guy. Like, you already had, like, you already established, okay, you have another character who is not as big as Mario, but big in his own right. Your name literally got built off of it. Just give him his independence, which I think is what they're going to be doing now, hopefully. Yeah. Because Sega, like, this past year or two, I would say, have been, like, really on the fucking dot with their games and their fan service. Like, really good. Like, all, complete opposite of Nintendo. Nintendo, like, they're okay, but with the Switch, there's a lot more you can do. Like, we're still waiting on themes for the Switch. Um... They could also still run like emulators, like how we have the NES and SNES. Yeah. Game Boy can work perfectly fine. DS games, yeah, you, you could even throw DS games if you split half and half. I mean, I, if I can run the DS game on here and yeah. be comfortable, you can do it on the Switch straight up. Yeah. And uh, yeah, and GameCube too. Like, there's so much more potential with the Switch. It's just the fact that Nintendo is lazy in the regards that. They know that their product is going to still sell no matter what. Yeah. So why push for more? You know what I mean? Right. You know, it's, it's like, I think they're just struggling with that balance a little bit. So, yeah, like, I guess to put in, like, a category and pet peeves, it's just, like, publishers and gaming companies just, like, just having bad practice. Just bad practices sometimes. All right. All right, and our last topic is the Q&A from social media. And I got one from Dot Alex, who's one of the admin of the Flint Discord. Cool. He asked, would you prefer a battle a horse-sized duck or a hundred duck-sized horses? Wait a minute. A, a duck-sized horse? Yeah, that was the first one? Mm-hmm. Or a hundred... A hundred horse-sized Okay, all right, let me, all right, let me rephrase this again. All right, let me switch it. Um, would you prefer to battle a horse-sized duck okay. 
or a hundred duck-sized horse. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> what would I prefer to fight, right? Yeah. For me, I'm gonna just say, just give me the big bitch. All yeah, right, I'm, I'm taking the, a bit. I'm yeah, taking I'll him down. The, I'll take the big bitch because, like, a hundred, like, one big duck would be like manageable because mm. ducks aren't fast. Like, they're really like, yeah, they fly and shit, but like, they're not fast. You you can tell when a dark duck is about to start like flying. Yeah, things like that. Uh, but a hundred of them, nah, bro. Those they just peck all over your body, bro, and they just just pretty much wear you down little by little. And one big boy, yeah, you like just bite my head off, but I'm also like quicker and like smaller, so I can be more nimble. Yeah. And yeah, I would just prefer that. Plus, I at the end of the day, I slay it, I ride it, and, exactly. I, have, and I have a new mount. So you know what? <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. I'll take that. All right, and for those that are currently watching on stream, if you guys have any other questions that you guys want to ask, now is the time to ask any questions in the chat, and we'll answer them, whether it's for myself, Waluigi, who isn't here, or our guest. Go ahead and answer them, and we'll see what you guys have to ask, hopefully. Go ahead. I am an open book right now. Oh, yeah. You're not going to get me like this unless I come back, but you won't get me like this, essentially. <laughs> hmm. Do you like tea? Tea? Nah, I'm not much of a tea drinker. Really? You yeah. should, bro. You should develop a tea palette. It took me a little bit, but I drink tea every fucking day. It changed my life, truly. Like tea, I, every morning I drink that's chai tea, mm -hmm. like energy. Midday, I have green tea, and then at night, chamomile. And whenever, like... I'm playing Smash, like especially like friendlies where um, I'm just like applying a new concept. Elderberry lemon tea helps with stress. Dude, tea is so good for stress and sleeping. It's kind of OD, bro. I'm not gonna lie. You just throw a little honey in it if you want it sweeter. Mm-hmm. Real good stuff. I always recommend. I literally go to everyone. I I was playing friendlies, like we were doing a little Smash fest. I was with Javi, Diavolo, Airport. CPU and Chaco, mm -hmm. and we were just vibing, and we were at the crib, whatever, and I just whipped, literally from my pocket, I just whipped out a bag of tea, and I went, yo, my man, you got a kettle? And they were all shook, I'm like, listen, you guys don't understand what you're missing. You apply this to your game plan, it's gonna change a lot. It clears your mind, it relaxes you. If you need energy, chai tea is like perfect. Like, this, you can literally get any sort of like boost you need in life from tea. It's pretty OD. High recommendation. All right. I'll take your offer on that. Uh, Joy-Con asks, is Disco down, is this, is Disco Dude down to come through for a Smash cast on this podcast? What the Smash cast is, is myself, Waluigi, Joy-Con, you. I'm also going to bring back DGK and Purple Guy. Yes. Would you be down for that? You already got my answer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, why not? Yeah. That'd be cool. So, like, is this, like, already happening? Or is this in the works? I, I gotta go. Um, I have to get um, Purple Guys to... You know, I have to get him onto the podcast and whatnot. So, the next time I see him, I'll just ask him about it. Okay. And if he's down for it, then I'll have him as a guest. And then we'll... After that, then we'll plan a date on... We're all in agreement with, like, all right, we'll do it on this Sunday. And it'll be at Flint. Hopefully, when we have the other side. Okay. So that way we could do it over there. So that way we have the entire place to ourselves. And then 
just have fun with it because yeah. usually last time I had like a big group podcast, which was the eight man back in November of last year. It was myself, Waluigi, and six other people. It was one lit Dude. episode. So it was like for us guys in for the Smash, it's like Dude, I would love to be a part. Hell yeah. Yeah. No, it sounds like fun. Yeah. All, yeah, you guys are like this this venue is so fucking cool. It's filled with such cool people and so many different personalities. Yeah. Like first time I met Joy Con, the dude was like, Hey yo, you want beer? I was like, My man, <laughs> say less. He got me a blue moon and then I got him a beer right after. I got him a Stella. Yeah, hey. guy. so uh, Joy-Con's the homie. Purple guy's also a really cool guy, too. I mean, like, you can't miss him. Quite literally, like, you hear him. Yeah. And, like, that that's just part of his personality. It's really cool. Like, I've met with the guy. I've spoken to him. He's, like, a really cool guy to talk to. He's easy going. Would you like gum? No, I'm good. Okay. Yeah. Really cool, easy going guy. The <laughs> other one's, like, DJK. DJK, I know he's uh, on the Discord, but I don't think I've, like, met him. So, yeah, I would love to meet him and everyone else. And, yeah, He's just... the cheesy Lucas player. Lucas. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he'll be down for it as well. Yeah, because, yeah. absolutely. I would be very much down. We'll, we'll plan something. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, without any more questions, I guess we can, you know, put a ball on it and wrap this up. All right. Yeah, yeah. sir. Okay. I guess that, um... Is that Halloween? Yes, it is. Bro, oh, my God. Up, bro, what? That's how I'm at the door. My dog. Oh, dude. Coming through, let's go. <laughs> All right, you have a good time. Avi, I have to get you on the episode one day. Oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. All right, we'll do. Yeah, that, yeah, that was completely unexpected. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard the knocks. I was like, I thought that was Will to, you know, come in, coming through and open up. I was like, it was Avi. I'm like, holy shit. Okay. <laughs> I guess he saw that we're live on the podcast. I was like, all right, so it's there, there. Let me go ahead and just grab my award. <laughs> Yeah, no, but shout out to Javi, honestly. He's been helping me a lot with Smash, and he's been a, he's a fucking good coach. And I say this to, like, everyone. If, like, you ever just, like, need a hand, then, you know, obviously, like, you're cool with him, whatever. He's a really nice guy, but he loves – he's so good at breaking concepts down. And he's good at just, like, pinpointing where you went wrong and what your weaknesses are. Right. Like, he's a fucking smart player, bro. Great to fight against, too. Oh, yeah. Sometimes absolutely. frustrating because, like, he just stuffs everything you try to do out. But he's always a good time. Cool, dude. Yep. All right. Well, guys, with that being said, I'd like to thank 
Disco Dude for being our guest on episode 29 of the South Florida Gamers Podcast. Can't wait to have you back on again, especially when the Smash Cast is happening. I will definitely keep you in touch. Thank you. I appreciate that. No, thank you for having me, too. This was super fun. It's actually the first time I've been on a podcast. It was pretty tight, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for the experience. Yeah, now you know what to experience because usually when people come onto the podcast for the very first time, they're very nervous or whatnot because they don't know what to say or what to expect. But once we get that conversation going, you literally just get yeah. you, you get comfortable. Just like, all right, now I see what this is about. It's just dudes just talking about gaming and whatnot and our experiences, and that's that. Yep. All right, perfect. Yeah. Alrighty, y'all. With that being said, this episode of the podcast is going to be available on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and Spotify for our audio-only listeners. And, of course, video playback will be available once the stream is done on Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. That being said, I will see you guys on the 4th of July on our next episode. Waluigi will be here with me as well. That's going to be two weeks from now with our next guest. So, that being said, until next time, as always... You guys stay classy. Take care, everyone.